Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge tables or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, you can send questions and comments along to our live stream on Facebook and on YouTube. Don't, one of those is oddly not working right now, but we'll figure that out. And so, um, yeah, so good to see you here. And as always, you can catch the chat replay after the show. So, you know me, my name is John Ruark. I am a past master of the Patriot Lodge number 1957 in Fairfax, Virginia. Let's head over to Joe Martinez for his introduction. Da, 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 da. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hi. I am Joe Martinez. Wait for my name. Yeah. There it is. Woo! Joe Martinez. Uh, I am the uh, current master of Manassas Lodge, number 182. That's my name again. Um, and uh, I'm a mason in a whole bunch of other places. And uh, I love technology and Freemasonry. And we'll talk Woo. about that in a bit. Woo! Love it. Next up, Jason Richards. Hello and good evening. Hi. Hello and good evening, everybody. Jason Richards. I'm a past master of a lodge in Virginia. Remember one in D.C. and one in Ohio as well. Woo! Awesome. Okay, well, it's good to have you here. And uh, Robert says he'll, he'll be uh, fashionably late. When he, when he gets here, he'll get here. But de definitely want to give a shout-out to all of the patrons who've been supporting the show uh, for quite some time. You guys are awesome, and you make this show carry on for such a long time. You guys rock, and we can't thank you enough from you the bottom do. of our hearts. So uh, I was trying to dabble. We love you all a long time. <laughs> yes, very, very long time. Very, Yes. And so uh, if you'd like to join us and have uh, our little weekly discussion in the private Facebook group, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Roundtable. You guessed it. And uh, we'd love to see you there. So thanks. You know, John, two weeks ago, we hit eight years. No. And we totally didn't announce it or do a special episode. You know, I'm really bad with anniversaries, so I'll just call it for that. <laughs> all right all right uh jason go to your recap show right now favorite moment my from recap the past, show i don't know favorite moment from the past eight oh. years go favorite moment from the past eight years um does it have to be a show or something else favorite moment from the past eight years favorite moment from the past eight years has to be tmr related uh when we went to the uh, Pennsylvania College of uh, Masonic Knowledge, Academy, Academy of Masonic, Masonic PA Academy of Masonic Knowledge, in 2016. I want to say 2016, and uh, we all got to meet the first time, and that was the first real big like Masonic speaking event I had ever done. That was fun. Good times. Good times. Joe, from years ago. Eight yeah. years ago, where were you? Um, no, really, where were you? I don't, I don't think we. Were. Where was I? What What was eight years ago? That was what twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. I was probably working really late. Um, I hadn't got back into Freemasonry yet, so really? yeah, I was still. Uh, yeah, I was still in my my in between phase, having left Freemasonry because I was kind of disenfranchised and i hadn't joined yet i got back uh into it in 2015 actually so yeah i was probably working way too much and uh yeah missing out on all this but my favorite moment was when uh was was when i joined the masonic roundtable which was only a few months ago so that'll probably be my favorite moment for quite a while until i catch up to you guys that'll, so that'll hold you over good well that's <laughs> good we love you, Joe. We love you more. No, no. Uh, let's see. You to do. me, since nobody asked, I guess I'd have to say it was the <laughs> uh, the 300th anniversary of Freemasonry. The, when we had the little celebration in Alexandria. That was cool. That was, that was a good time. 300-ish anniversary. Ish. Had an international um, little um, gathering. And had, had a good time. Had vendors, had... Patent signed by Ryan Flynn. We had tattoo artists. We had the whole shebang. It was it was really fun. 
Long day. Mine is hanging on my wall. I was there. I signed it. I saw. I just I was looking at mine the other day. That's pretty neat. Yeah, mine's up there. I've got uh, I've got mine right there. Got mine right there, but off off camera. Mine is there. Fun fact: I was the first signature on the patent. He fun fact: you probably forced your way. You're the guy pushing through the line. <laughs> I want to sign first. John Hancock. Entirely wrong. <laughs> oh man! Oh, pardon me, brother. Huh. <laughs> like in Seinfeld when uh, George like there's a fire and he kicks all the kids out of the way and <laughs> yes, that's Jason signing a patent. Uh, Good times. All right, so you gotta get that prime real estate, man. Once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> so speaking of. Uh, I, you know, ideas from long ago. We actually have done a, a few technology and the craft uh, hot takes, and but yet it's been a while. And you know, there's this thing called technology, which always changes, right? It's it's uh, it doubles every eighteen months, and so you know, I think this time it's a good good time to revisit not only you know what technological aspects there are or, or could be applied to the craft, but also the pros and cons that come with that. And so, you know, this is an idea that Robert had been kicking around, and we've we've kind of uh, try to think about what are what are some of the the more modern takes on this. Not necessarily so much, you know, the the, the COVID enhancements that have that have come. We've talked a little bit about that as far as zooming meetings and zooming presentations and all that. But we'll try to think of some of the other unorthodox applications, both current and future, and then try to see, you know, what are um, the best applications of said technology. So, you know, I want to kind of set the stage first and say that uh, while very clearly biased towards pro technology, um, but Joe got in that no. word first. <laughs> um, but I'm also not one that says you know we need to apply it for everything. So um, the my the, just to start off, my basic hot take is that uh, technology is a tool and a tool only, and so um, we should be at least applying the tools that are to at least keep up with modern society, right? So we're not not necessarily a living museum right so we're not still using quills and and inkwells to to write documents joe and and so um there are things that we at least at a minimum need to keep up with the modern world and you know there's nuances to that as well joe well i was uh, well. yes i think you framed it well but just to be very candid, I think the fraternity has a, as a whole has not done a great job in embracing, let's call it your bare bones technologies, right? You will go to, you can go to a lodge website today and it's super awesome. It's in Wix. It's got flash animation. Or, well, that stuff's gone. Um, you know what I mean? No, um, it doesn't have flash. Animated gifts. Magic. Yeah, I was thinking of Homestar Runner. But um, so, Angular. you know, cool, cool pages and, you know, all this magic stuff. But then you can go to the lodge five miles down the road and they still have like a GeoCities page up. So, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, that that baseline technology that everybody should use and and, you know, not even playing in that pool to begin with. You know what I mean? And it's all a perspective thing. Right. I mean, um, you know, let's just go back go to, to the any example. York Wright body. Like, just go to any York Wright bodies website. Uh, that is an excellent <laughs> point. But the, and the thing is, there's some lodges it's gotten that better. Have, They've gotten it, better. A tiny, bit, a tiny bit. But the 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 point in all of this is we should have a consensus. Oh, man. Somebody said Angel Fire. For made in Microsoft points. Paint. You get two points. Yes. Angel, Angel Fire. Fire. Right GeoCities. Yes. Netscape. <laughs> but um, there's got to be a baseline, right? If you're, you're either going to be online or you're not going to be online. And if you're going to be online, don't post a web page from, you know, 1997. And well, keep and that thing. And that's my point. So... As I was thinking about preparing for the show, I'm just going to, you know, kind of get right to, to my point, which is that think about any other interactions with technology in modern society, right? Or not even, I'm not even going to call it modern society, in society. Like, um, if you want to buy things at a store, you use either a credit card or Apple Pay, Google Pay. But if you want to pay for dues... 95 to 99% of the time, it will be cash or check. 
Right. That, that, check so, preferred. <laughs> check preferred. Check it's, is preferred, yes. It just blows my mind that it's like, that is that is one easily fixed stumbling block, right? To, to at least catch up with society, not even modern society. It's just society at, at writ large. And, and so there are, there are other examples that I'm sure we'll think of tonight about how we're not talking about going into like pure holographic VR masonry, right? Maybe we are. But at least as far as can we keep up with Walmart? <laughs> can we keep up with, you know, um, modern communication that, you know, you can text your mom, but you can't text your lodge? Like there, there are well, things that we need to do to, to keep up. <laughs> Whereas Walmart is a business and knows it's a business. Freemasonry is a well, let's, business let's, that let's, hasn't quite figured that out yet. That's, Nonprofits I mean, that, are not a business and they still have technology. Right. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's an existential point, which I want to, I want to rewind a little bit to what John was saying with, I can text, you know, my wife, but I can't text my lodge. Um, I'm just giving you a perfect personal example. There are still, I'd say about 10% of the people on my membership role that do not have an email address, do not physically have it. My mom has an email address and my mom is, you know, she came here off a boat and English was not her first language. And y'all have met my mom. She still doesn't speak super awesome English, but everybody loves her because she's so adorable, but she is a lovely lady. She has an email address. And she can check her email. It's amazing. Um, so it kind of baffles me that, you know, you still have people that are just absolutely averse to using technology of any sort, and they make it difficult for everybody else. And I know that's a generalization, but it's my turn on the mic, so I can say whatever I want. So Okay, so like, just to get into specifics, right, Sun Suncard19 on YouTube says, hey, well, okay, well, then if we're going to pay dues uh, with some sort of digital transaction who's going to pay the the transaction fee uh the lodge or the member i don't care pick one right like uh, i've seen i've seen it both ways i've seen that you know if you wish to pay online then we we pass that fee over to you i've also seen hey guess what even before that banking accounts had fees and they were paid for by the lodge just to have a bank account at the local bank yes that was paid for by the lodge which was paid for by dues by the members Banks are not not for profits. They right. actually generate. They are money. not not for profits. Got it. That's not, a double negative. Gotcha. You're a double negative. You are not incorrect. Yes. Yeah. So so again, we're not asking for anything that's a, a burden. We're asking to keep up with. Just again, how what the what the standard transactions, the status quo. Uh, same thing when you said email address, right? <clears throat> Another thought that came to mind earlier was trestle boards. Uh, there was an argument even as late as when I was master of the lodge, all those many, many years ago that said, oh, well, you know, we still have to print out trestle boards, right? I said, what? <laughs> and, and do what with them? <laughs> Mail them. Okay. To no trees. To whom? Yes. Well, to, to that one guy who doesn't have an email address <laughs> or a computer. All right. Why? And oh, you get you get boy, you get those looks when you start saying why. You know. <laughs> well, oh, we've, yeah. we've always done it that way, right? It's the favorite expression of Freemasonry, <laughs> Joe. So I am proud to say that <laughs> we we print and mail three hundred trestle boards a month. What? But, yeah, but I still send it by email. But you know, there's those folks that may not get it, so. I was told that it's a good idea to just mail them all out. So 300 a month. So should we pass that fee over to the brethren as well? Hey, we'll gladly email the trestle board, but if you'd like a physical copy, uh, the, the lodge will incur a fee per recipient. Yep. yep. No difference, right? Cause what one you're, you know, you're, you're expecting in the digital world to have a convenience fee paid for by some, by the brother. Well then, the same should be true. The convenience fee of having a hard copy mailed to you should also carry said fee. You where know, it's free and, and, otherwise. Right. I mean, where we, well, it's, I mean, it's, 
Well, that's another point too. I mean, I know I can only speak from personal experience, but I know that my lodge pays for a special bulk postage stamp that we print on our trestle boards, but and we have to send out a certain minimum, otherwise we don't qualify. And my question is, why do we need to qualify for it? Like, what is the purpose right. of it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yes, and, and yes, Sun Card, yes, the uh, it can be delivered <laughs> by Muggy. Um, we still have some, some rural roads out here, so, um, it certainly could be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. I think I'm going to walk away really angry after this episode. I'm just going to like, as soon as, as soon as the lights go off, I'm just gonna <laughs> punch things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, n- next week we'll see his bookshelf all askew. <laughs> <laughs> He'll rage quit TMR. It's great. <sighs> Every single skull is going to be like. Oh, that's much more accurate now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, let's let's talk about bringing technology uh, as far as the bare minimum of society into the lodge business, right? What what um what bare minimum standards of social acceptance uh, would you like to see, kind of as a new st- status quo for technology and Freemasonry, at least up to you know the business meeting, etc. So. That's that's a difficult one because different lodges need different things sure. um, based on their their membership. I would say the bare minimum. I'm channeling my inner Alex powers here. The bare minimum, you need the capability to either produce or replicate your lodge minutes electronically. That is the one piece of technology that is an absolute must. I think everything else, you know, yes, I I could say Wi-Fi so that you can have great virtual presentations or, yeah. you know, you can email out all your trestle boards, a lodge email address. I a large Facebook page. These are all things that are awesome, but they're nice to have. If you're not necessarily required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, you, you have a duty to Freemasonry to make sure that your records and your history is well-preserved. And I, Amity, the lodge of Amity number five has shown us that, you know, just, you know, storing them in a safe isn't good enough. Yeah. So re- remind us what happened there. Uh, back in January, uh, the Lodge of Amity Number no. Five, which is a sister lodge in Zanesville, Ohio, uh, ended up burning down to the ground, and they lost everything. And they had a safe with all the records in it, correct? They did. They did not count on that safe falling six floors to the basement and being on fire for over a week. Well, who does? You know, that's oh, right? A, you know, usually a doozy right there. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. You're not wrong in that. Yeah. Let me ask a very dumb question. So, is it? Are you talking about they? I mean, they lost their old stuff for sure, but did they lose the minutes of the week prior to the? You know, the prior to the fire, like, or were those electronic? I will have to ask my buddy, uh, worshipful brother David Merkel. And that, and that's kind of where I was that. going with this is because I know, at least in some jurisdictions, it's being mandated that you transmit this stuff electronically. Like minutes, you have to keep electronic and you have oh, to wow. submit that's good. electronically and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, we live in one of them right now. Um, you know, the, the, the old way of, you know, filling out a report with a pen and paper, that does not work anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to... And whether you don't have that resource at the lodge to do it, you have to submit stuff electronically. And I think it should be mandated. So, you know, one of those times where I'm like, yay, Grand Lodge, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think got to preserve our history. All right. Okay. So um, would you agree, Joe, then with uh, at least at, at a bare minimum to have your official records, your, your, your minutes and the like? at least be up to digital standard, like just to get off of paper for now, right? Uh, obviously, you can hit print anytime, right? So it's not the, well, what about the copy? What about, you know, well, all the what about-isms? 
Right. You could still print off a copy as a, and which is great, a backup strategy, right? Uh, you should always be um, backing up everything for the exact reason, like Jason just said. But you know, it should be you know digital first rather than digital second. No, I, I'm I am a firm believer in digital first. Uh, I actually like trees. I don't like to print. I know there's people that still love to print things out and read them by paper. That those times are, are, are slowly going away. You know what I mean? Digital first, I think, is the way to go. And um, even taking you, you mentioned uh, Brother Alex Powers. Even going back and taking your older records and digitizing them, um, whether it's professionally or not, um, I think that is the way to go as well. Um, take all of your records and keep a digital record of them. So, you know, in case something, God forbid, happens, you do have a, a record that goes on forever. Um, so at, at a bare minimum, I would say, yes, digital first all the way. But if you're, you know, going back to your question, if you are a functional lodge and you have people that show up and you do things once in a while, you know, I'm setting a really low bar here. Um, I think some of those nice to haves are really important um, because we live in a digital world. Um, you know, we don't live in a newspaper, weekly periodical world anymore um, where, you know, I, I talk to a lot of older brothers and they, they talk about things like, oh, we used to advertise in the local newspaper and stuff. And I'm like, that's great. Nobody reads the local newspaper, not a single person. Everybody grabs a copy and uses it to line their puppy rack. And that's it. You know, it literally. Um, nobody. You mean we anymore. shouldn't teach lodges how to write press releases for upcoming lodge events? Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. a oh, certain should, PR department. We should teach them how to write uh, Facebook event notices and Instagram posts because those get seen by more TikTok. eyeballs. TikTok. TikTok. Okay, so let, let's, let's switch to PR then, right? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is you have your general advertising and then you have... Um, Really, just like how do you how do you um, announce events and and the like, right? So, you know, it seems to be that at least you know trestle boards aside, that you you may get some email notifications from the master. You may get some, maybe if they're on uh, social media like Facebook, then that's you know that's uh, an option as well. Uh, but then you know we've had Nick Harvey on the show talking about. Uh, running actual, no, no kidding, paid Facebook ads for upcoming events where your reach is much more than just my little click of members who are only in this little private group that nobody knows about. It actually shows up on other people's pages so that, they, oh, hey, what's this? this they're, they're, having a, they're having a free event at the Masonic Lodge. I think I've heard of those guys. Oh, and it's free and you can bring your kids? Okay, cool. Uh, so, um, in fact, <clears throat> I wanted to give an update. Since we've had uh, Nick Harvey on the show, where he talked about the smashing success he had with running Facebook ads to, to announce these, I think they had like a magician come to the lodge and have this open event where you know, people could bring kids. He says for that one event, he already had like three or four petitions come out of that. Um, and uh, just saw him at Masonic Week just a couple weeks ago, asked him how his social media uh, campaigns have been going he said I, we had to turn them off i was like oh, i was waiting for the worst i'm like you're kidding like no who told you to like turn them off he goes oh no 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 we weren't told to turn them off we had to turn them off i was like what happened no 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 we got too many new applicants coming in we've got like seven or eight <laughs> guys that are going through the degrees right now we had to stop getting new members in the door so we could take care of the guys and give them the tension. I was like, oh, I love you, Nick. This is great. This is awesome to hear. Right. Uh, that alone, like it's yes, it's one anecdote, but it's, it's the only data point we have consistently of how lodges and grand lodges can use social media to actually recruit. I, I would, I would say it's not the only data point. I mean, we do mm -hmm. have and want to stay in the vein of PR, but Let's look at, um, and don't get me wrong, I, you, all of you know me, I am really annoying on Facebook. And when we adver I advertise for things, I advertise in a lot of places, right, to get a lot of eyeball reach, um, realizing that I'm doing it for a, you know, not-for-profit. But um, talking about that, you know, I, I can't say too many bad things about the uh, beafreemason.org campaign 
that a lot of grand lodges have jumped on, you know, that was started by the Scottish Rite and was given to grand lodges. Um, I see hits all the time as, as master of my lodge. I get emails at least once a week saying, hey, this person filled out this form. They live in your zip code because it ties, you know, once they put a response in, it goes to that geographic center and then it goes to the person in charge of that, which is normally the district deputy. And then he sends it out to lodges that are close to that person's proximity. Um, I get at least once a week uh, an email saying someone is interested in Freemasonry, lives near my lodge, and here's all this contact information. Mm -hmm. So super useful. Right. So that's working, right? <clears throat> so that is, a, that is a definite clear benefit of using, again, modern communication. I won't even call it technology, just modern communication in order to get awareness of, of lodge activities. So, so John, can we... I know we've talked about this a bunch of times in past shows, but you know, just with Patriot Lodge, um, the Facebook advertising and presence that you all had to right. reach college age individuals who are students, active mm -hmm. students, like yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so and that was that was interesting too. Yeah, thank you for for bringing that up. Um, you know, being the first lodge chartered in over 30 years, uh, all the way back in 2011, we actually uh, had to be creative because we were targeting a specific audience of uh, men that we wanted to, uh, to, you know, to hopefully join one day. Um, so we had to keep up with where those eyeballs were, right? So I'm going to put on my, my Gary Vaynerchuk hat and, right, and say that you have to, it's all about getting attention, right? It's all about getting um eyeballs on whatever it is that you're, you're trying to to showcase so um one thing that worked really well for us surprisingly <clears throat> is we had a brother who found out that the digital tv screens that were playing um either tv or you know advertisements during uh the the meal times you know actually you could you could get some some airtime on there and it was super cheap right because it was run by the university so it says all we need to do is have someone drum up like a a slide, like like no kidding, like one static image. It's like, well, I could I can knock that out in ten or fifteen minutes. Just let me let me fire up some graphics. And he's like, oh, and they, they need a URL to post to. Great. So sure enough, right, we had a URL, and then that's when we started getting uh, people interested in coming to 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 lodge, which is great because. They, in other words, they wouldn't have found out about it by reading the campus newspaper, if that was still a thing at the time necessarily, right? They're sitting there having, having lunch with their pals. They look up, boom, there it is right in their face. And that's, that's a digital medium, not necessarily um, a phone tree or uh, a newspaper advertisement. And so it, it, it had it to be digital. It helps too when your past master of your lodge is the person who dresses up as the namesake of the college yes george mason himself yes was was also yes there. <laughs> yes yeah, good george mason he is but um you, you said something that was kind of interesting and just to because i know we every time you say the word modern i cringe I a little bit i know we're, talk, it, it we're talking weird. about technologies that are 20 plus years contemporary old. It feels really weird yes not yeah yes. yeah current yeah it, it it's weird to say that, right? Like we keep forgetting we live in 2022. Um, it's like talking about the current geological era yes. that goes back like yeah. yes. 18,000 years. The Neolithic. Um, but uh, what I was going to say Holocene, was... but yes. Yes, that too. Um, what I was going to say was that it's interesting how in 2022... And I know for, for us older fogies, it's, it's kind of a hard concept to grasp, but, and I'm going to throw you in the old fogies group as well. Email is not, not me. I'm really the young big. one. Yeah, but you're still an old fogie because I'm going to tell you why. Email is no longer the primary form of communication for business or in personal use, right? Um, it is really gone by the wayside in terms of how important it is and how much of an impact it has in people's daily lives. They send more chats and tweets and direct messages through different apps than they do through email. You know, and email is really starting to become a thing of the past and businesses are driving that. You know what I mean? And and I know I know we weren't going to talk about how COVID affected technology implementation, but 
it kind of pushed a lot of those different apps to the forefront, right? Things like Teams and yep. Slack and stuff like that. Right. They mm-hmm. really are becoming the primary means that businesses are are communicating with one another. And email yeah. is now secondary, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. So um, let's call it for what it is. It, it's, it has staying power, right? So, so having a Zoom meeting now is very commonplace. Uh, and it's you know it's survived it's it's uh, outlasted the fad phase and, and it's been now beyond uh, the, the hype cycle right of the the early adopters right really the really cool kids who are really nerdy right get on it but then you know if it doesn't catch on it doesn't catch on now you're seeing um zoom meetings at a regular basis regardless of generation generational type um or you know i'm not even going to talk about just lodge just everything's being done over zoom my my hoa has zoom meetings still for for their you know their architecture review committees so again that's that's now the new status quo not modern technology it is the new normal right. I hate to say it that way of something technology. else that's something else that's interesting as well emails have become you know the new like written documents and contracts because you have things like DocuSign. But, you know, more importantly, if I want to document something and like record it as a record, I will type it up in an email and send it. Right. Like, so, you know, it's just, it's interesting how technology as a whole has just like shifted right (laughs) as far as what it's used for. Right, so that becomes the minimum standard of acceptable communication, right? So if you have someone who knows nothing about Freemasonry today, then you have things that like, oh, you you guys don't zoom your meetings, like why why would you do it? why wouldn't you do that? And you're like, well, we're different, we're unique because and this, and you're like, we got super secret business meetings. Oh, okay, so what what kind of secrets do you discuss in the business meetings? Bills. The secrets of yes, Freemasonry. All the secrets. Watch yes. business. business. Do we have any sick and distressed? Sick and distressed? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, that's, that's again, that's what I'm adv- advocating for is like, can we at least keep up with the pace of that? And so, you know, we want to consider, and there's been some good comments made on, on, on the YouTube chat about, well, we should, you know, we should be considerate of those brethren who uh, don't want to adapt to technology. Sure, right? We, we're a fraternal organization, we wanna take care of our own. And yet that should not prohibit that because uh, as, a, as a fan of Austrian economics, right? You, you also have to consider the unseen as well. You have to consider the men that didn't join because they couldn't find the lodge by Googling it. You have to, you have to consider, right, the, the people that, uh, impossible to quantify though not impossible near impossible to quantify nigh impossible not impossible i i i I would argue that a little bit only because mostly impossible but i would i would throw some color on it let me say because i don't want to argue that point but mostly not impossible i don't even know what you're saying anymore um Oh, I was remember now. So impossible ish. Good God. <laughs> what about we the do this who, just to mess with Joe? I know that. I'm gonna send you a gift in the mail. It will be anonymous. You know okay, exactly what I, I, I muted Jason, you're good to go. Thank you. No, what I was gonna say was I would I would counter that argument with how many people go to their, you know, are interested in Freemasonry and go you to suck, a website. John. And it is like some 1984 stuff. And they're like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. There's no way in hell I'm going through this build Mm -hmm. and talking to these guys. That's equally as much of a turnoff as, you know, you go to them and all you see is like some old white pages post about where their address is and stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, because they don't have an online presence. Right. Yep. Now, what were you saying, Jason? No, I want to hear what Jason was saying. That was so important. Go. So here's here's something. There's there's a another what you know really interesting comment online. You know there's you know the plus side to 
to being paper-based is that it's not able to be hacked or, or compromised. So does pushing and being more forward-leaning in the technology space, given that we you know have a current CISO with us, you know, <laughs> like does that does that open the fraternity up to loss of data, theft of data, cyber attacks? Good question. Are you, were you asking me? Let's see who's the most I was qualified the group. Yeah, you. So, I would say, I mean, in terms of, uh, yes, I'm, I'm there. Yep. Um, I would say that's that's kind of a terrible argument to make, um, because it is so inexpensive and so commoditized the 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 practice of security around data, especially when we're talking about being in a cloud based world. And most of your lodges don't live in a cloud based world; they just don't. Um, you know, the, that bare minimum of technology that you were talking about, like making sure our minutes are electronic, that could be something as simple as, you know, secretary having a laptop and bringing it to lodge, right? Now, are there common sense things we can do? Yes, like make sure all of that free encryption that we have sitting on our devices is turned on and stuff like that. Absolutely. But that shouldn't stop us from moving forward, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know about the way you guys do things, but I've never seen a lodge's minutes that have social security numbers or things like right. that. You yeah. know, no PII so, or anything like that. It talks about how you no, know. No, they have the secrets of Freemasonry. All of them. Not in the minutes. <laughs> All of them. Bro. Not in the minutes. <laughs> well, so you know that reminds me. I, no, they're I, I in the know. online copy of Duncan's. I don't know if I ever. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I did visit a lodge. Uh, I won't say where. And um, to account for the frailty of the secretary's voice and the largeness of the meeting hall, they installed uh, some, a little PA system with wireless mics that they bought from, like, Radio Shack. So, um, you, you know it was not top-of-the-line, like, encrypted wireless mics that you could literally buy the same receiver at Radio Shack and sit outside the lodge building and listen to everything that's in the tile meeting. Yeah, but is that really going to get through the, you know, the two feet of, is that really going to get through the two feet of concrete and of asbestos? asbestos? Yeah. <laughs> no, that signal is going to get diffused. So don't worry about it. Don't worry Cancer about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll just stick a octogenarian outside with a sword. It'll be fine. Yeah. So now let's let's shift gears. Okay, so we've talked enough about status quo and like what are the minimum standards of society. Uh, now let's let's go above and beyond, right? What's coming next for um, potential use of lodge technology and the pros and cons of applying each of those? So payment. You know me. I love my crypto. How do we? How would how would it be best be used for a lodge to accept crypto as a form of payment? What are the pros and cons of doing that, Jason? So, I think the the cons for lodges accepting crypto would be the market volatility. No, not at all. That's not the con at all. I think the the biggest con is the fact that crypto technology is getting much more mainstream but there's still a barrier to entry like to send and receive you need to have a wallet set up and things of that of that nature once we get to the point where you know crypto is entirely embedded within like a paypal type of system or you can just you know send it directly to your bank or something along those lines i think it'll greatly lessen the barrier to entry but to Right now, the the technology is not widely adopted enough to, I think, outweigh the the pro of of adding a, another way to to pay your dues. Ultimately, you know, from a pro's perspective, um, it's further diversifying the way that brethren can stay current on their fiscal obligations and you do you know i i think someone once told me that uh 
that crypto is uh, something like this generation's middle finger to the establishment. Like there, generally yeah, to, you see a lot of right, to the a centralized, lot of younger generations, right? Yeah. Centralized financial institutions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, still holds value, right? But um, yeah, obviously, it it could be a a benefit to the lodge if the lodge were to hold that as part of its portfolio, right? To accept mm-hmm. dues and fees and payments um, as some sort of you know uh, value exchange. Um, Joe is is wincing in his seat. I I, I, I want to believe me. I I I love cryptocurrency, um, mm-hmm. and and y'all know I do, but. And to, to Jason's point, a lot of your major banking systems are now starting to implement the ability right. to buy and store crypto mm-hmm. within. They're getting you know, there. That's, that's it is getting there. I'd say. I mean, we're we're less than six months away from you know full implementation on stuff, which is fantastic, right? You can add that to your investment portfolio. You can add it to your regular bank where you have a checking account. So that's super great. Um, I do think for the since there is such a large amount of mainstream cryptocurrencies and I'm not even going to talk about the you know the one-off coins that pop up for no reason um yeah, or no for a particular reason. to right. the moon to the moon but um I, I i think we're a lot farther along in terms of implementing that as a standard form of currency in such a traditional based system just because and i know you laughed at it but the volatility of the market is absurd, right? It really, really is. It's, yeah, it's not not market. unlike you know the, how the dollar is worth only about two to three percent of what it was in 1913. But you know, there's yes. that. There's so. that too. <laughs> yes, we've got the soft spot in our hearts for fiat currency, man. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, okay, here I'm going to throw another curveball at you. Um, VR. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, right? Uh, this is something that first thing comes to mind when you think technology and the future of Freemasonry. Boy, we all just want to jump to, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could put on some VR goggles and explore the universe with you know, us and the master builders, right? What, um, what comes to mind when you knock when you over a floor lamp while you're, you know, opening a lodge? I don't know. Or you set fire to your lodge, Jason. Kill your dog while you're circumambulating? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so attending lodge and vr yet yay or nay but you've been to civil lodge you've been to civil lodge that's 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 an online I have that's one different. step away no it's not no it's not there's one a step different. wrong i disagree no absolutely not first of all i know many handsome people in civil <clears throat> i would not want to be in vr world with them um don't get me wrong you know who you are i love all of you but you know there's a big difference between well let's 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 talk about what what we're talking about here if you're talking about going to a stated business meeting and talking about correspondence and bills and things like that then yeah it doesn't matter whether it's on zoom or in you know if you're putting on your oculus and you're sitting next to back up please yeah what was going on with the zipping there that was really weird wait wait yeah wait what there we go. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think you could get any nerdier. I've got it's pretty bad. I've got virtual Joe here. And you can't like hear it. Do you have are you looking wow. at me? I, I'm seeing you in, in 3D. Oh really? It's amazing. Oh. Wow. Come over here, I'll show you 4D. <laughs> like Disney. This is a kid's show. This is a yes. kid's show. So back back to what our uh, what our uh, fans are asking for, yeah. Boring stated business meeting, sure. No difference between Zoom and uh, VR, but degrees and initiation and stuff like that. That's a hard pass on that. No way, Jose. There are yes, still thumbs. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, we, uh, I'm going to say that if we're if we can do Castle Island Virtual Lodge via modern you know streaming platforms of like zoom and the like then attending lodge that way as long as the encryption's the same and that kind of stuff then then your normal business meetings i think could could be done in virtual virtual reality and and they were for some jurisdictions let's not forget and again i'm bringing covid back again even though we don't want to but um as we're talking about it like it's if it's over but there were lodges that were conducting business via zoom they were 
balloting on petitions. They were voting on bills. They were doing all mm-hmm. this stuff. I mean, I'm sure most of them have stopped by now, but they were doing it. So it is possible and it is feasible. And there doesn't really change the game in terms of, you know, the look well, of Freemason. Okay. And so Meta, you know, the new Facebook, that's what they're really trying to push now, right? Is they're trying to push the fact that we'll be having business meetings in VR and you'll have your little avatar sitting around, uh, you know, a table just like a, a business table, except, you know, now you can do a virtual whiteboard and you can do all this other stuff. Obviously, there's a long way to go. Society has not adapted that as a status quo yet. However, you know, like I could see that being a low barrier of entry to, okay, instead of one big table, we're going to have one guy over there in the east. We're going to have one guy over here in the west. We're going to have one guy in the south. And uh, it, it's not the same. Not a replacement, but uh, it could be feasible for those brethren who are like like the whole reason Castle and Virtual Lodge was set up in the first place. It's too far to drive and we're too old. Wouldn't it be great if we could just sit virtually together, break bread and have a state of business meeting? And they are a perfect model for, for success when it comes to that, right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. every every civil meeting I've been to, you had brothers that were 85 years old and you had brothers that were really, really aged. Smashing the ritual, just your... crushing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was, it really was a model for success um, because they, because they all had buy-in together, you know, and, and they thought of it together and they implemented it together. I mean, I think that really is one of the few and far between models where it can totally work and it works really well. Um, but again, to your point, they don't initiate members, right? Bingo. They don't. Right. Right. So... That's that's the line for me. Mm-hmm. How about NFTs? Should lodges use NFTs in any sort of value holding, charitable fundraising? Um, what do you think? You do you uh, had to bring up the NFT thing? I had to use the Didn't yes you? the NFT word. Yes, I did. Non fungible tokens. Joe, what I'm are back. what are NFTs for those who don't know? You just told everybody what it was. Well, it's a, okay. What's a non fungible token, Joe? It's a token that you can't fungge. Well, okay, that's it. Anybody, any questions? Oh Hearing none. <laughs> Let's move on. No, but seriously, I, I think oh. since you did bring it up, it's it's no, I think there's still a volatile market. Um, you know, it's really. I mean, I would liken it to you know to make sense in my brain. I would liken it to to comic book collecting. You know what I mean? That market is so volatile, and it really is what the person will pay versus what the thing is actually worth. You right. know what I mean? So that's... Wait, is that one and the same? Hashtag well, I mean, that's that's like Ooh, fiat that currency, deep. but yeah. <laughs> right, but I can't pay my electric bill with a non-fungible token, though. Dude, you know I got I mean? some apes that I'm ready to just start start converting over for some power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. so... You know, to me, NFTs, it's still, it's still very much... Oh. Um, new and exciting, but I really do think the vast majority of NFT enterprises will fail. I think there will be some that will break the mold by offering other intangible benefits outside of, you know, the owners, you know, being listed on the blockchain for in perpetuity. But, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, John and I love Gary V and one of the things that he did with NFTs that I thought was practical was right. he said okay if you you know anyone who owns this NFT this is your ticket to getting into this conference and this convention like cuz it's provable then, that you bought this and therefore you have all these yes. other real world benefits to owning a yes, digital exactly. thing. Yeah, otherwise like the the perk to owning an NFT is I Yo, we should like flip like, some George Washington pictures <laughs> on, as NFTs. That'd be great. Yeah, you could say you own yeah. this George Washington. Right. That's not the point. Yeah, to to, yeah. to Jason's point. What if this is going like super weird, so roll with me, right? What if your dues card was an <laughs> NFT? Oh yeah, I just saw that dude. What if your dues oh, card was an NFT? Look at that, Mark. Look at you. Boom. Plus <laughs> right. five points, Mark. <laughs> five points to Gryffindor. Five, uh, dues cards as NFTs, right? Because it's provable that you bought it, and that it gives you access to real world 
spaces, not unlike what, what Jason just said. Can you put expiration what dates on What if you go anything? NPD? Sure you can. Absolutely. Okay. You, can, you can revoke what? Uh, certification. That's true. That's right. So you have the owner of the NFT, the original owner, being the Grand Lodge that issued <gasps> the dues card. Welcome to the NFT roundtable, where we talk about NFTs and technology. <laughs> and through the smart contracts you write to govern the NFTs, the Grand Lodges have certain permissions, including revocation, that the you know end owners of the NFT don't have. Like it's non-transferable unless you know the Grand Lodge allows it to be. Etc. Right. Get, get on an Amity. Put 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 the. Uh, Put uh, okay. Maury and Grandview out of, out of business. <laughs> wow. Oh, so, man. So we're so, okay. lighting everybody up we're, today. We're really going way off on the deep end, but it, 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 it yeah. has some level of practical application, right? It's not so far out there that it's like, that's for Uber nerds, and that would, that would it would be a solution looking for a problem. That could actually solve some, some issues. I can't even wrap my head around well, it because we're has... still on the... We're, we're still on the no email thing, right? Yes. You, you still know, print that's, trust boards, right? Okay. Like, just checking. We can't even talk about bleeding edge because we're still we're still trying to get to 2000, right? So it's it's hard to yeah. wrap my head around bleeding edge in, in this organization. That's something else to say about NFTs, but that's okay. Go ahead. We're, we're past it now. What about no, say no, the moment? No, no, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Inquiring oh. minds want to know. Tell me. No. Jason. I'm done. No. <laughs> Fine. Wow. <laughs> uh, this has been a long week. <laughs> you really can't leave us hanging. No, I lost it. It's gone. Oh, <laughs> I lost it. It's gone. You are a bum. All right. So, so we got time. We have We have time for one more like bleeding edge technology thing that could that could benefit the craft. Does anything come to mind? Because we're talking we've talked payments. We've talked authentication, really. Are there any other ideas of things that we need in the craft in our, our daily transaction with the craft? More trussle boards. Zero trust based user authentication to get into lodges. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm tracking here. So let me let me extrapolate that for a second. In Freemasonry, right, if you travel to a foreign jurisdiction and let's just say you haven't cleared it with your Grand Lodge and you are trying to prove yourself to be a Master Mason, there are certain ways that a recipient lodge can examine you to see if you are a Freemason. At this point, there is zero trust because there is zero evidence, um, especially if you lose your dues card, for example. You have no tangible thing to show them. And so there are ways to gain admittance to a Masonic Lodge. Obviously, we're not going to go into that. Um, where they can examine you to make sure you are a Freemason. This is what in a digital crypto space, we'd call this a zero trust environment where we trust nobody. There is no central authority. And how do I prove that you are you and I am I and that we can transact together? And that's really what the, the distributed ledger and all of the, you know, all, all of the, the blockchain computations are all about, really. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it enables an unequivocal, you know, immutable, because it can't be changed. Um, right. Proof. You know, way of mm -hmm. proof of authentication. Yeah. And auditable. Yes. Yes, it's auditable. So if we find out later that, that John is a shady character, we can now see all the lodges he's tried to uh, visit and then therefore revoke that that uh, that certificate of, of proof. 
you, you, you said the magic word there and it was later. So you let John in after to that one fact. meeting yeah. after the fact, right? And all I kept popping into my head was how many lodges don't have Wi-Fi in their own building? So you're not checking anything. This you're is like from- way down the road. This is pa- past 2040. <laughs> past 2040. Then we're good then. <laughs> Woo! We are good. 2040. That's true, yeah. Way good. past, way past 2040. I retract all my <laughs> negative statements. We are good. Good, good to go. That'll be the day. Awesome. <laughs> You're sassy. <laughs> sassy. I love you, Joe. Wow. So we, we've certainly gone on a journey from printing trestle boards to, uh, you know, um, blockchain for uh, examinations. That's awesome. Okay. With that, um, oh, let's. I love let's, it. Oh. Yeah, we we could nerd out all day, but <clears throat> I'm sure we've lost like half of our viewers that, on this the yeah. last five minutes. So with that, let's bring them back and go for the final thought, final question, starting with Joe. Um, if you were grandmaster for a day, never happened. But continue. <laughs> this is this is magic land. Just a day until you got kicked after, out. Sorry. After 2040, maybe, mm-hmm. but. What is at least one piece of technology you would mandate to um, to make Freemasonry more universal? To make it more universal? Ooh, you threw a curveball there. Um, so I would say that I would mandate, and this is just from personal experience, I would mandate that any Masons who can travel virtually travel virtually. I, I think it's it's a requirement because the one thing I've learned in these last two and a half years is there is so much awesome and beautiful masonry out there. And 95% of the masons that you know are, are provincial masons. They know masonry inside their own little lodge or their own little sphere of influence. And they don't really go outside past that. But there's this this beauty and this amazing experience that you have meeting people from all over the world, you know, the near East Africa, Europe, Asia, Canada, you know, South America, um, you will have the opportunity to interact masonically with people today, not, not 10 years from now, but today that you never would have met face to face. And I think if you're not doing that, you are absolutely missing out on one of the benefits of, being a Mason and getting to interact with people who you would never meet before if you had waited to do it in person. So I think if you have the capability to do so, go and travel virtually, get on a zoom call in another jurisdiction, meet new brothers. Um, It's your duty to do that, to make yourself a better person, see how these other people are and see how they're living Masonry and, and go do that and buy NFTs. That's all I got. (laughs) Buy my digital NFT. Yes. Of a, a digital square and compass. Jason, all right. If you were a grandmaster for a day, what uh, technology mandate would you make to make Freemasonry more universal? You must OCR all lodge records. Ooh, I like it. I don't care if OCR you means keep them optical character recognition means that I don't care how many reams of paper you keep tucked away in the lodge safe. Every single time you write the minutes by hand, you take a camera or a phone and you snap a picture with an OCR application that converts it to a digital file that is text readable and text searchable, and you back that up. It's not too hard. And and that is certainly something that could be sponsored by the Grand Lodge itself, so not out of the realm of feasibility. Awesome. Sure, you give you give the secretary or you know, you institute like a lodge technology officer and the Grand Lodge either provides or buys a license of you know, high fidelity OCR right. programs, which are relatively inexpensive at this point. I Adobe, um, Jesus, one license per, yeah, per lodge. Love it. All right, Adobe. And you know, I'll fun. say, I'll say that uh, 
Um, <laughs> at a minimum, uh, right, digital payments, right? So if we need, if we need the Grand Lodge to, you know, establish the the payment system, whether it be PayPal, Square, whatever, to to accept credit cards um, or Google Pay, Apple Pay, as as for all transactions, right? To make it easy for each lodge to do that. Um, you know, that, that is something that will get us to, again, the, the status quo of transactions in 2022, <clears throat> which will make paying dues a lot easier because I got to be honest, I'm one of those, I hate writing checks because I only write checks for Masonic purposes. That's, that's the only time I get my checkbook out. And then half the time I forget it. Oh, make sure to bring your checkbook to lodge. I'll forget. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't carry it with me. So but I carry my phone with me. I don't I even just, know where mine is. I can just go bloop bloop and I can do a digital payment instantly do right what? there. What is that noise again? I think it goes something like bloop bloop and then uh, all of a sudden magic money flies around. And Ooh. so <laughs> if we were to if we were to make that um, more universal so that way um, you know you're reducing <clears throat> the um, you're reducing somehow the number of non-payment of dues because, oh, sorry, I just don't have my checkbook on me, right? Well, it's just this easy. Just pay here. Um, it, it, it'll reduce the burden of lodges having to worry about all the other uh, handling of paper money and, and it, it getting somehow stuffed into a brother's pocket and it doesn't get into the, you know, the books of the lodge. Like, there's a lot of a lot of problems that I, that could solve. So that would be mine. And so I think with, with our powers combined, I think that we certainly can solve a lot of problems with that. <laughs> I'm just going gonna... <laughs> to... And with that, thank you all very much for watching. I'll see you next week. And keep searching for more light. Have a good night. Wow.